Good Monday, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State football and basketball podcast. I am your host, Kyle Lamb, Ohio State basketball. Big win on Sunday, 79-72 over number seven, Maryland. The Buckeyes needed that win greatly to enhance their NCAA tournament profile. Not that they were in any danger of missing the tournament right now, but just a chance to land a higher seed, get further up in that bracket, and maybe decreasing their chances of losing in the first round or two of the NCAA tournament. So Ohio State, a big win at home against Maryland. That is their fourth top 10 victory of the season against the AP Top 10. I'll tell you why that's significant coming up, and we'll break down what Ohio State did against Maryland and why you should be excited potentially about this team going forward. Also, will Ohio State end up with the number one recruiting class in football in the 2021 football class? We'll discuss that and give my thoughts on recruiting as a whole coming up with this class later in the show. Locked on Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State football basketball podcast. We are on most or all of your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. Find and follow us. Tell people about us. Do whatever you got to do. Spread the good word. And if you happen to be a manager, owner, whatever, you run your own business and you'd like to get the good word about your own business and grow with us, then be sure to text advertising to 33777 and we'll get you all the information you need to be a sponsor of Locked On Buckeyes. Or you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We'll get you all the information you need to get started as a Locked On Buckeyes sponsor. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked On Buckeye. Coming up next, we'll discuss Ohio State's big win over Maryland and why you shouldn't really be surprised. On Sunday afternoon, Ohio State basketball had one of its best performances of the season, winning 79-72 at home over number 7 Maryland. This was the fourth top 10 victory for Ohio State of the season. If you're doing LSU math, remember all those uh, wins against the top 10 that LSU had at the time that they played the game? Well, if you're counting in that way, and and by the way, I don't have any problem counting wins at the time they're played, but don't use it to try to say you're the most deserving or one of the best teams because you beat a team a long time ago when their ranking was kind of misleading. Like North Carolina was a top 10 team when Ohio State beat them. And to be fair, North Carolina was healthy then and playing better basketball, but we all know North Carolina is not truly one of the 10 best teams in the country as it stands now. So no Ohio State fans in their right minds are going to go out to social media and start bragging that Ohio State beat North Carolina because they were a top 10 team, just like LSU fans should not have been bragging about beating Texas because that was not truly a top 10 win by the time the season was over. All that being said, though, the fourth top 10 win of the season for Ohio State ties the Buckeyes for the second most in school history. The 2011 and 2012 team also had four regular season top 10 wins. The record is five by the 1960-61 team. Oh, by the way, 
Those other two teams, 61 and 2012, both got to a Final Four. So am I saying Ohio State is going to get to a Final Four this year because they have four top 10 wins? No, I'm slowing down on that. I am saying, and you know this, because I have been saying it, that it's not time to panic about this team. They have an opportunity here to make a run in the NCAA tournament. To do so, they have a lot of obstacles in front of them. First, they have to win at Nebraska later this week, which is not as easy as it sounds. Even though Nebraska has been very erratic and not very good, they're still playing at home, and they have gotten a few people there in Lincoln before. So Ohio State has to go on the road and make sure they win that game. And it looks like it will be without Kyle Young, who may have re-injured an already aggravated ankle sprain. So not an easy task. And then two home games, big home games coming up in the next week and a half with Illinois and Michigan, and then closing out on the road a week from two weeks from this weekend at Michigan State. So Ohio State has a lot to do, a lot of work to do. But this is a potential Final Four team, a potential Sweet 16 team. And everybody I've seen on Twitter, well, Ohio State could lose early or could make a run. And that's true for pretty much every team that enters the tournament. Okay, remember, we're coming up just two years ago when a number one seed finally lost to a 16 seed, which was actually probably long overdue. But we finally saw it happen. Any team that goes to the NCAA tournament is susceptible to an early loss or making a run. We've seen 11 seeds make a run to the final four. So I think Ohio state is just a lot like one of these teams, but on Sunday it felt like we jumped in the DeLorean and went back in time back, back to November or early December, because I thought the Ohio state team we were watching on Sunday reminded me so much of the one we remember from earlier in the year because it was, uh, first of all, Ohio State shot tremendously, okay? It was one of the better shooting performances of the year. At the end of the day, they only shot 43% from the field, but you combine that with the 40% they made from three-point range, and it wound up a really good effective field goal percentage of over 53%, which is actually close to their season average, but against a team like uh, Maryland, who plays pretty good defense, There's a lot to like about that. Secondly, they had only 10 turnovers in 63 possessions. So that is really good. They took care of the basketball. They played at a slow, under control pace. They made smart decisions and really valued the basketball. Thirdly, they made free throws, okay? They wound up shooting 23 of 28 from the free throw line for 82%. At one point, They made 20 straight free throws down the stretch to ice the game when Maryland was hitting threes and trying to come back. Really good offensive showing. This was one of the best of the season. 79 points in 63 possessions. Wound up being the second best of the season in efficiency adjusted for competition for Ohio State. So we saw the offense look crisp. They took care of the basketball. They moved the ball pretty well. Caleb Wesson kind of struggled in this game with the size and length of Maryland up front. He did not finish really well, but he played an otherwise very good game, I thought. C.J. Walker, we have to give him a lot of credit. With D.J. Carton out of the lineup, 
Walker has played a lot better. He's elevated his game. And I know some people attribute that to not looking over his shoulder at Carton. I don't think it's that because Carton was never taking away minutes from Walker in the first place. Walker was always either starting or on the floor as a second guard when Carton was in there. Carton was never really taking minutes away. I don't think Walker was ever looking over his shoulder, but I just think there's more continuity. Walker knowing his role, being more of the primary ball handler when he's in there all the time. And I feel like he's benefiting from it. He's stepping up. He's showing his leadership. He's playing great defense. Uh, He's making more shots now. I think the offense just has found itself a little bit more. And Luther Muhammad played the best game of his career against Maryland, not only offensively, where he was going off. He was really hot from three-point range, four of eight shooting. Uh, He had a total of... Uh, set, uh, 22 points in ele- on 11 shots. He was assertive, aggressive. Luther Muhammad has got his confidence back, and it started with making shots again. Remember, he went cold there for a long time, and in what he was hitting like 20% there over a course of six or seven or eight games. But I think you got to remember when Luther Muhammad uh, first he had some a couple injuries. He had a couple different injuries: one to his arm, one to his shoulder. He had the flu. He had a suspension there for one game. You throw in all of these little things adding up when Ohio State was going through it, when they were kind of slumping and and really feeling some of the ups and downs of the season. Luther Muhammad was really in a funk because of all those issues, because of the injuries, the suspensions, the slump. It affected his shot. His shot was looking too mechanical. He was kind of herky-jerky like we saw last year. But what has happened now is he's not sick, he's healthy, and as it was said on the broadcast, they're getting him more lift on his shot now, and he's getting into his jumper with a lot of fluid motion. And it's showing because that confidence now of hitting shots is spilling over into the rest of his game. He took Anthony Cowan, who's one of the best point guards in the country, he took Cowan out of his game on Sunday, and that allowed Ohio State to be the aggressor. The interesting thing about this is statistically and analytically, this was actually another somewhat poor performance for Ohio State defensively, okay? They have to get more consistent in the Big Ten because they have not been defending the way they were in November December. But I will also say, even though statistically... This was not one of Ohio State's better games. I thought as far as connectivity and the way they were defending on the ball, it's as good as Ohio State has looked in a long time because they stopped dribble penetration. That was a huge critical component of stopping Maryland because, as I said, coming into the game, previewing it, Cowan is really good at getting to the rim and facilitating in the paint. They were able to stop him. And it really kind of cut off the head of the snake, so to speak. Because without Cowan getting into the lane and dishing it to their shooters, they were not having as much success as usual. They were 10 of 29 from three-point range for 34%. Yeah, Ohio State, in aggregate, gave up some points here. It was not a great defensive performance, but they dictated the tempo, the style, 
I know Mark Turgeon after the game wanted to call it bullying. Ohio State bullying Maryland. Caleb Wesson bullying the Terps down low. Whatever you want to call it, though, Ohio State, I thought, played great defense. They did so without fouling, and the offense was just spectacular. This was the type of game. This is why Vegas believes in Ohio State. This is why I was saying Ohio State would probably be favored against the Terrapins. Because Vegas doesn't overreact to past games, okay? They don't look at one or two games and say, well, look, Ohio State struggled here or struggled there. They continue to look at the entire body of work, and they'll continue to regress teams as needed. But otherwise, they keep an even keel. So Ohio State was a three-point favorite coming into this game for a reason, and that reason is what you saw on Sunday afternoon. You saw a team that is capable of still making a run here and making noise down the stretch. If you look at this body of work, it's been a great season for Ohio State despite the ups and downs. We're talking about a team that's beaten Kentucky and North Carolina and Indiana and Cincinnati and Villanova and Purdue and now Maryland. We're talking about seven or eight teams that are top 20, top 25 in all-time NCAA tournament wins. Okay, so this has been a really successful season despite some of the losses and some of the slumps. And the Buckeyes are not done, okay? Do not discard this team. I know it's up and down. The road record is only 2-6. and six, But guess what? Nobody in the Big Ten right now has a conference road record better than 4-4. Four and four. Every single team in the Big Ten is exactly 500 on the road or below. So, you know, Ohio State is right there. They're two games out of second place in the loss column. It's a big jumbled mess right now from second place and below. And even Maryland, who's two games ahead of second place, doesn't have this league wrapped up. They still have games at Minnesota, at Rutgers, and home against Michigan and Michigan State. So the Terrapins don't have the league wrapped up by any stretch of the imagination either. And Ohio State's out of the league race, but Ohio State can get hot, win three or four games here down the stretch, get into the tournament, have a decent seed, into the Big Ten tournament, I mean, have a decent seed, and then have a chance to be a protected seed in the NCAA tournament. Probably, I think their their max right now is probably a, a four, maybe a three if it were to win out and run to the Big Ten championship, maybe. Uh, but most likely a four or five seed is the ceiling for Ohio State. But they have a chance to make a run because this is the type of team that's one of the best shooting teams in the NCAA tournament, okay? That right there will win you games if you show up and make shots. And that's why it's important to eliminate turnovers because when they are not turning the ball over, they are as good as making shots as anybody in the country. If they can defend the perimeter, especially dribble penetration, and eliminate turnovers, those two things, if they can do that, Ohio State has a really good shot at making a run in the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten is a tough league. I've been saying that. There was a reason Ohio State was still a three-point favorite. I said this on Twitter. Believe it or not, there are only about 10 or 12 teams that would be favored over Ohio State on a neutral court, and probably the only one that would be favored by more than five or six points over the Buckeyes would be Kansas. 
the Buckeyes are still very much a team to watch for down the stretch by Vegas. If you needed a reminder of that, you got it on Sunday afternoon. Ohio State looked really good against a team that had won nine straight. This Maryland team's legit. They are a true Final Four contender. Outside chance, if they really finish strong, to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, especially with San Diego State and Gonzaga losing over the weekend. Probably not going to get there. They don't have a lot of margin for error. But this is a good win for Ohio State. That was a great team that they beat. Do not count out the Buckeyes. You may say, well, I could see them losing in the first round, or I could see them making a run. That describes pretty much every team that is at-large caliber in the NCAA tournament every single year. It really does. Every team is capable of losing in the first round or advancing. Now, if you're a one or two seed, you're not as much of a risk in the first round because you're playing a, a lower seed. But the point is, you are absolutely in jeopardy of losing a game to an at-large caliber team. That's just the, the way it is. That's not an Ohio State thing. Ohio State actually, as of today, has zero losses in the updated net rankings of teams below 50. What that means is every single loss that they've had is a team good enough to be an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. They have one loss in quad two right now, which is the home loss to Minnesota. That's a quad two loss, but it's a top 50 loss. They have zero losses outside the top 50 right now. So Ohio State actually has a really good profile. They have been pretty consistent, all things considered. The teams Ohio State is playing game in, game out. You got to take that into consideration right now. It is a crazy Big Ten. The Buckeyes will be better for it come March. I promise that. So Ohio State, 79, 72 winners over Maryland. Big win for Ohio State. Maybe more momentum coming if Ohio State's offense continues to play that well, but they got to keep playing the kind of defensive, with the defensive intensity that we saw them play against for most of that game against the Terrapins. So Ohio State basketball back in action Thursday at Nebraska. Big chance to finish strong here down the stretch. Coming up next, Ohio State, the number one recruiting class in 2021 football. We'll discuss that possibility next. So an interesting question posed, fact or fiction, over on the Rivals Network, Rivals.com. Mike Farrell and Adam Gorney discussing, would Ohio State wind up with the number one recruiting class in the country for the 2021 recruiting rankings? This is an interesting question. My gut instinct is to say no, because after all, Alabama and now Clemson and Georgia are all three very, very tough contenders, especially with all the talent in the South. But I got to say, I thought about this question after I saw it a little bit more, and I want to pose this question to you. If you are listening to this and you want to chime in here, will Ohio State wind up with the number one class in 2021? Uh, please tweet at me at KYLAM8 and, and give me your thoughts on this. I think all of the Clemson recruiting success has been a little bit over-exaggerated, as I've, I've mentioned many times. And look, I know people have tweeted at me about this and given their thoughts on that, but the, the numbers are there. You look at the per-player recruiting rankings, Clemson actually is not doing the best. Georgia has been doing better the last couple of years. Ohio State has been almost neck and neck with them. But look at what Ohio State has done so far. You've got guys like Jack Sawyer and Kyle McCord and Donovan Jackson 
and Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jaden Ballard and Mike Hall and Reed Carrico, Ben Chrisman. The list goes on. Guys that are already committed to Ohio State that are top 100 consensus type of guys. But when you look at what Ohio State can still accomplish, number one, the best defensive tackle in the country is leaning their direction reportedly, JT Tuomalu from Washington. You've got another kid out there in the upper northwest, Amika Egbuka, the number one wide receiver in the country. is a top 10 player. Ohio State is doing really well for him. And the thing is, you don't even have to assume that Ohio State will get in on Tony Grimes, who right now appears to be leading, uh, uh, leaning to Georgia. That's somebody that Ohio State fans were hoping Kerry um, Combs would turn around when he got hired. Ohio State may or may not be back in that situation. For now, let's just assume that Grimes is most likely to go to Georgia. You still look down and Ohio State doing really well now with Travion Henderson, one of the top running backs in the country. Evan Pryor, who I mentioned, is going to be visiting within the next month or so. Ohio State's doing really well with him. Uh, Tanmisi Adelai, a defensive end from Bradenton, Florida. The Buckeyes are in good shape with him. J.C. Latham, uh, Derek Davis, a safety from Pennsylvania. Ohio State is doing really well with Donovan Jackson, I mentioned, is already committed. I mean, you go down the list of top 50 guys. These are all top 50 guys that I'm talking about right now. Jordan Hancock, soon to be a really, really highly rated four-star corner, one of the top five in the country. He's another top 100 kid that Ohio State is in on. When push comes to shove here, you're looking at potentially another seven, eight, nine top 100 kids that Ohio State has a chance of landing. This really might turn out to be just an absolutely amazing recruiting haul for the Buckeyes. And when you look at position by position, too, I think the most amazing thing is it could be the most balanced from offense to defense and all of the position groups being uh, added, contributed, improved. Like this 2021 class for Ohio State is shaping up potentially not only to be one of the number one or the number one class in the country over Clemson, over Georgia, over Alabama, but you could make a case that it might end up being the most balanced recruiting class that Ohio State has ever landed. That is saying a lot when you think back at, at the 2002 class, the, the 2000 what was the 2012 class, just some of the recruiting classes in the past that Ohio State has had they have a chance to do something that is truly special for any any class or any school, but especially for Ohio State. So for the question posed by rivals, will factor fiction, will this class for Ohio State wind up number one in the country? I am answering fact. I think it is going to be when it all is said and done, will be the consensus recruiting number one class for 2021 in college football. We'll see if that comes to fruition, but they're off to a really, really good start right now. That's going to do it for Locked On Buckeyes today. Thank you for giving us a listen. Be sure to find and follow us on the platform of your choice. Spread the good word. Tell others about Locked On Buckeyes. We are a daily Ohio State football and basketball podcast, and we are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, many others. Just find us, follow us, Tell other people about us. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked on Buckeye. Thank you for listening today. 
We'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great one.